Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Hey friends, Father Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to Praying for America. Uh, it is Wednesday night, August 9th, and I am coming to you tonight after... Uh, uh, this disturbing vote yesterday out of Ohio. I'll comment a little bit about that. And uh, then I want to show you, I want to share with you again a clip from uh, uh, last month, one of our programs that uh, got particularly good uh, response. But before I go into that, let's go into the Word of God here. And Jeremiah chapter 31 gives us a promise that we always have to focus on. Jeremiah 31, 31. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, declares the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. Let us pray. We thank you, Father, for the promise of the new covenant. We thank you for the fulfillment of that promise in the passion, death, and resurrection of Christ our Lord. We ask you that we will take the power of that covenant into our hands, into our hearts, onto our lips, and through our actions to save this nation and to move forward with commitment to freedom and justice for all. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. So yesterday was this vote in Ohio to try to raise the threshold for amending their constitution. The people did not choose that, and therefore that makes it, well, Ohio is one of the easiest constitutions in the country to amend. It only requires 50% of the vote plus one. And the abortion people have in November this amendment to bring unrestricted abortion into the state constitution. It's a fake right, it's an invented right, it doesn't belong in the Constitution, and we have to now work through August, September, and October to defeat that November Amendment. It's going to be a big effort. We need all of you to be involved. And we will be exploring on this program the various um, talking points that are necessary. It's a matter of delivering the messaging and delivering the votes, like with any election. You have a role in it, and the key takeaway points I can tell you right now like President Trump says, the Democrats are the extremists on abortion. They want unlimited abortion. Seventh, eighth, ninth month, healthy babies, healthy mothers. The American people don't want this. The Ohio people don't want this. Nobody has ever wanted this in America except the most radical fringe who are a tiny minority. Sound the alarm. That's what they're looking for. Secondly, they're looking to take away parental rights, not only for abortion, even only for abortion, but for transgender surgeries, if a young person wants to make the decision, I want to change my gender, 
This Ohio amendment would not prevent that from happening even if the parents are unaware or object to it because the amendment talks about the individual's right to make these decisions. Not doesn't distinguish parents from children or put any age limits or anything like that. So let's be attentive to this. We'll be doing a lot of messaging about it between now and then. But what I'd like to do tonight, and uh, I'm not in the studio this evening, I'm traveling, but uh, I uh, wanted to bring you a clip from uh, a portion of a, a show I did uh, last month in regard to, because the attacks on free speech that are mentioned in this show, the departure from the liberty we have in America that I explored on this show, have only gotten worse since then, even in just the last month. It's gotten worse. We've seen additional indictments uh, uh, to President Trump, which specifically target free speech for him and for all of us on the matter of voicing your objections about an election, voicing your opinion that an election was, was fraudulent. We all have that right to speak. We all have the right to have and to voice our opinion. Apparently, uh, now that's being criminalized. It's gotten worse, but I want to show you what I said a few weeks ago with the help of some other commentators like Sebastian Gorka and with the uh, clip from one of the hearings that was held in the House of Representatives, Representative Jim Jordan, and those guys doing a great job exposing this stuff. In case you missed this particular program, I wanted to bring it back to you again, even if you saw it, it's worth repeating. Uh, And then we'll come back at the end for some further prayer. But obviously this thing has progressed. We even way more than it was back then, and uh, we have got to be sounding the alarm as it progresses even further. So here are my remarks about the, uh, the deep state, as it is incarnated in the FBI, the DOJ, and other institutions of government, the deep state that President Trump has promised to obliterate, and we all have to obliterate it with him. Here's my remarks from a few weeks ago. The FBI was set up in order to deal with a very limited agenda. It's not supposed to rule our lives, and it's not, we're not supposed to have some kind of a national security force that intrudes into the lives of Americans. We are a free people. I want to share with you some clips today to help make my, my point and help us understand what's going on here even better. And uh, one of my uh, friends in the, uh, in the conservative movement, I've spent a lot of good time with him uh, uh, on many different occasions and been on his program multiple times, he has multiple programs, uh, is Sebastian Gorka, Dr. Gorka. And uh, he has a great, great experience uh, working uh, uh, in, in the government, especially in the area of, uh, of, our, of our security uh, as a nation. He worked under uh, President Trump is a trusted advisor of his and a very insightful uh, commentator on the things going on in our day. Not just a commentator. He's a, a, a rallier. He's, he's somebody who uh, it calls us to be the best that we can in defending this nation against tyranny. Uh, great patriot. I want to share with you a clip of, of, uh, of what he said yesterday about these hearings going on in the House of Representatives. Let's listen to Dr. Sebastian Gorka. We have um, a man who is basically running a political police force. You saw the news of this week, just two days ago, an individual who says he has conclusive proof because he was part of it, of the Biden family 
receiving monies to change U.S. policy, pay for play. That individual, Israeli U.S. citizen Galuft, told the FBI four years ago on neutral territory in Europe that I have this evidence, I am disturbed by it, I no longer want to be involved, and I give it to you. He gave an interview this weekend telling the world who he is and the evidence he has. And less than 72 hours later, what did we hear? The FBI, the DOJ filed multiple felony charges against him to shut him up because it's Biden's DOJ and this man has evidence against Joe Biden. How do we stop it? Well, for the time being, we've got to make them squirm. God bless Andy Biggs. God bless Matt Gates. This is what he had to ask Christopher Ray a few moments ago. Cut 16. How many illegal FISA queries have occurred under your leadership of the FBI? Well, there are reports that have come out with different numbers about uh, compliance incidents. More than a million illegal ones? Because that's what the inspector general said. The inspector general said that in the 3.4 million of these queries, more than a million were in error. Do you have any basis to disagree with that, that assessment by the inspector general? I, I'm, not, I'm not sure, actually, that's a a correct characterization of the inspector general's uh, oh, well, findings on well, that. The internet but, will remind you of I, that in moments. But, but let, let's now go to uh, what the, the court said. The court said it was over 200,000 that have occurred on your watch. Would, would, do you have any basis to disagree with that assessment? Again, I don't have the numbers I sit here right now. What I can Seems like you, a number you should know. How many times the FBI is breaking the law under your watch? Is it a quarter of a million or is it a million? And let's, you know, translate the Washington lingo into English. Illegal FISA warrants. What is FISA? We're not supposed to have a domestic security service in America. We were unique in the Western world that we didn't have a federalized police force to investigate our own citizens for political purposes. There's no MI5, there's no Bundesverfassungsschutz as there is in Germany. We had the FBI for very small, limited number of federal crimes. Bank robbing, kidnapping, for catching foreign spies on U.S. soil. Not for spying on U.S. citizens. In fact, it was illegal to do so until what happens? The FISA secret courts were created. The Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. Even the name is Maskerovka, is Desinformatia. Why? Foreign Intelligence Surveillance. It's nothing to do with foreigners. It's a cover to acquire secret warrants behind closed doors from judges whose identity is classified. Can we just stop for a millisecond? How do we have judges whose identity is secret? Where is the transparency in front of the law? And if the FBI goes to this secret court, they can get warrants saying, oh, um, John Smith, who lives in Detroit, he's in contact with some foreign threats to America. And we want to spy on him. We want to surveil his phones. 
his internet contacts, his emails. Oh, and when you get the warrant, guess what? Who's representing you in that secret court? No one. You have no representation. You've got the executive talking to a secret judge. And a quarter of a million times, the warrants were bad. Now, that's polite. It means they're illegal. Over a million instances, according to the attorney, the inspector general. If a warrant is bad, guess what? It is an illegal instrument. We are protected by the Bill of Rights, by Article 4 against undue search and seizure. Our bodies, our property is sacrosanct unless a crime has been committed or there is a reasonable expectation that a crime is about to be committed. But secret procedures behind closed doors with judges whose identity is classified, and even then, even then, when it's hidden, we find out more than a quarter of a million of them were bad, quote-unquote, meaning illegal. What has happened to this nation? Are these, are these not transgressions more egregious than which led to the creation of America? The quartering of troops without permission on your land? Yeah, that's pretty bad. But having your communications, your private communications as a U.S. citizen surveilled based upon warrants that were illegal? How is that not reason enough for overturning the apple cart? God forbid we have another revolution or a civil war in America. But the FBI cannot be allowed to stand. It must be dismantled. Otherwise, nobody's rights, unless you're connected to the elite, are safe. And the whole reason why America was created has been deleted by those who believe they have more rights than you. I'm always grateful for Dr. Gorka's uh, insights. The very reason America was created. Brothers and sisters, let's take a step back. You know, sometimes we can be confused about all the details, the claims, the counterclaims. Uh, 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 the, the stories can be confusing. Lots of detail. What, what, what Dr. Gorka did there helped us to take a step back and say, well, why was America created? Why have we got this flag here? And why have we got great defenders of America like President Trump, like Sebastian Gorka, like so many others? We are a nation of freedom. Our rights, our individual liberties, starting with the right to life, our bodies, sacrosanct. The government, again, you look at the Constitution, he made reference to the Fourth Amendment. The founders were very clear. This is not a government that's supposed to control the people. And we've gotten so far away from an understanding of how this is supposed to work. We are free. So, so we're not, you know, it's like, oh, you know, oh, do I have permission to go here and to do this and to believe that and to say this and to espouse this, this opinion? And this is not, government has no role in any of this. The freedom of religion, the freedom of speech, freedom from unreasonable searches and seizures. Unreasonable. Notice how he, he pointed out the very, very limited scope of government. 
You, you, got, you got certain crimes, you got treason, you got spying, kidnapping. Okay, there's got to be agencies of government that deal with the crimes that happen or when it is very clear that they are about to happen. But this has been transformed now into spying on American citizens, showing up like, like our friend and colleague in the pro-life movement, Mark Halk, peaceful, prayerful presence in front of a, a center where people are paid to kill, to kill their babies. And the man is, 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 is uh, uh, arrested by, by, by FBI agents coming to his house with drawn guns at 7 o'clock in the morning. This is not America. And you heard what, you know, and I am sick and tired, and I'm sure you are too, of all these people from the Biden administration that come in front of these committees in Congress, and it's like they can't or won't answer the questions. You notice here, you got the director of the FBI. He doesn't even know how many times they've broken the law. How many times? We're not talking about three, four, five times. Hundreds of thousands of times. Breaking the law, why? Because they're violating what our founders instituted, that the American people are not subject to a police state. What has happened here? Again, Psalm 14. Together, they have become corrupt. They have no knowledge, all the evildoers, who eat up my people as though they were eating bread. This scripture summarizes it perfectly. Eating up my people eating up their freedom, eating up their sense of self-worth and, and courage and freedom to, to pursue their goals today and express their beliefs and do the work of this nation, building justice and freedom and protecting life and raising their families and creating, creating goods for society through their businesses. All right, so we had this hearing yesterday. And again, I'm tired of seeing these people sitting there and they won't answer the questions. They, 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 see, it's that lack of transparency that is a key element of tyranny. We have, we, we're supposed to have transparency in our legal processes in the United States. And that when you see so much lack of transparency, judges whose names you don't know, secret committees that are making plans to come after you and me, That's a, it's a, that's a clear red flag about tyranny reasserting itself in, in America. And it's got to be resisted. It's no exaggeration to say that standing against this corruption is standing against the very thing our founders stood against when they founded this nation. That's a big statement to make, friends. But that's what he's saying, in other words. That's what I'm saying. That's what so many of us are saying. That's what President Trump is saying. Don't think all this is hyperbolic rhetoric. It's not. That's what's so disturbing about this. It's not hyperbole. It's not uh, 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 you know, inflammatory rhetoric, uh, uh, not disconnected from reality. The reality is worse than what we're saying here. So I want to play for you now another 
Another representative in Congress that I've had the pleasure of being with uh, uh, so many times uh, in person, and and uh, I mean these people are as inspiring uh, in person as uh, as they are uh, on television and in these committee hearings. But someone who, as you well know, is doing such a great job of leadership for defending freedom is uh, Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio. Uh, and so as the chair of, the, of this committee, he, uh, he opened with the statement now that I want to share with you. And again, notice that the scope of problems here with the FBI and with the attacks on our freedom that he lays out. You know, a key here is just us being more aware, uh, us being able to frame this issue not only for ourselves, but for our fellow citizens. This is where uh, it, 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 it needs to start. It's not that we're going to persuade these extremists. Listen, they don't care, and they're not going to stop. We, the people who understand and are concerned about these things, need to make sure we understand it even deeper so that we can vote these people out of power, these Democrats that are doing this. But Jim Jordan, Republican from Ohio, uh, one of the great ones, and uh, fighting for us. Listen how he opened this hearing yesterday. Eight days ago. Eight days ago on July 4th in the Western District of Louisiana, the court found that the federal government suppressed Americans' First Amendment free speech rights. In his conclusion on page 154, the court said this, the judge said this, plaintiffs are likely to succeed on the merits in establishing that the government has used its power to silence the opposition. Opposition to COVID-19 vaccines, opposition to COVID-19 mask and lockdowns, opposition to the lab leak theory of COVID-19, opposition to the validity of the 2020 election, opposition to President Biden's policies, statements that the Hunter Biden laptop was true, and opposition to policies of the government officials in power. All were suppressed. It is quite telling that each example or category of suppressed speech was conservative in nature, The court further writes, the United States government seems to have assumed a role similar to an Orwellian ministry of truth. Specific to the FBI, the court said this, the FBI's failure to alert social media companies that the Biden laptop story was real and not Russian disinformation is particularly troubling. The FBI had the laptop in their possession since December 2019 and had warned social media companies repeatedly to look out for, quote, hack and dump operation by the Russians prior to the 2020 election. Even after Facebook specifically asked whether the laptop story was Russian disinformation, the FBI refused to comment, resulting in social media companies suppression of this story. And as a result, millions Millions of our fellow citizens did not hear the story prior to the November 3rd, 2020 election. Additionally, the FBI was included in industry meetings, bilateral meetings, received and forwarded alleged misinformation to social media companies, and actually misled companies in regard to the laptop story. When the court says the FBI misled, that's a nice way of saying they lied. They lied, and as a result, important information was kept from we the people, Days before the most important election we have, election of President of the United States, election of the Commander-in-Chief. In a survey last fall, four out of five Americans said they believe there's a two-tiered system of justice in America today. They said that because there is. They said that because of what they've witnessed. Think about what Americans have seen. 
National School Board Association, left-wing political group, writes the White House and asks them to treat parents as, at school board meetings as terrorists. And the Garland Justice Department does just that. They put together a memo, set up a dedicated line of threat communication, a snitch line on parents. As a result, parents get investigated by our FBI, get a threat tag associated with their name, 25 of them, because whistleblowers came and told us were investigated by the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Americans have seen the FBI's Richmond Field Office put together a memorandum saying pro-life Catholics are extremists. They've seen 20 FBI agents, SWAT team members, show up at the home of Mark Halk and arrest him in front of his wife and seven children, even though he had indicated he'd be happy to turn himself in. And what was he arrested for? Him and his 12-year-old son were praying outside an abortion facility. Some guy starts screaming in his son's face, and he, and he did what, what, frankly, any dad would do, defended his child. What's interesting is the National School Board Association apologized for the letter, but the Attorney General refuses to rescind his directive. The FBI did rescind, thank goodness, the Richmond Catholic Memorandum, but they refuse to tell Congress who wrote it and who approved it. And Mr. Halk, Mr. Halk, when he got his day in court, he was acquitted by a jury of his peers. American speech is censored. Parents are called terrorists. Catholics are called radicals. And I haven't even talked about the spying that took place of a presidential campaign or the raiding of a former president's home. But maybe what's more frightening is what happens if you come forward and tell Congress. If you're a whistleblower, come tell the legislature, come tell the Congress what's going on. Look out. You will be retaliated against. Ask Garrett O'Boyle, who told Congress about these issues. Took his clearance. They took his pay. They took his kids' clothes. Ask Gary Shapley, 14-year veteran at the IRS. Handled some of the biggest international tax fraud cases at the agency. He comes forward, and the Justice Department kicks him off the case. But here's what's truly unbelievable. Here's what's amazing. With all that history, with all that, the Justice Department, the FBI, want the taxpayers they censored, the parents they labeled, the pro-life Catholics they called radical, they want them to pay for a new FBI headquarters. And they want FISA reauthorization of the 702 program in its current form. It's in, it's in the director's opening statement. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. There are 204,000 reasons why Republicans will oppose FISA reauthorization in its current form. 204,000 times the FBI improperly searched the 702 database. And unlike the FBI censorship in the court's opinion that was focused on conservatives, the FBI's illegal scrutiny wasn't just limited to conservatives. BLM supporters were illegally scrutinized by the FBI as well. And I hope our Democrat friends will join us in opposing reauthorization of Section 702 the way it's currently done. And I think they will. And I hope, and I hope they will work with us in the appropriations process to stop the weaponization of the government against the American people and end this double standard that exists now in our justice system. I want you to see the problem and I want you to see the hope. The problem, brothers and sisters, goes beyond any particular issue. 
it's not that, well, these Democrats have one policy position, Republicans have a different policy position. It's not that anymore. It's a transformation, a weaponization of the very mechanisms of government that are meant to help us live in peace, order, and freedom, and to work out our differences on the issues. You have government imposing its own truth and punishing those who don't conform to its way of thinking. Again, that is completely anti-American. That's communist. So, so again, it's not rhetoric when we say the Democrat Party has become communist, Marxist. Please, this is not hyperbole anymore. These are not metaphors. This is not, uh, oh, let's imagine how bad maybe it could become in the future, and by imagining it, therefore, we'll help to avoid it to happen. This is a description of what has happened. We've got to make a mental jump here. We've got to get up beyond our, our comfort zone of how we've been interpreting things that are going on now in this country. What more do we have to hear? This is a hearing in the United States Congress sitting on top of mountains of evidence. These are things that have happened before our very eyes. You heard the congressman lift, list some of them. We've got, to, we've got to help our fellow citizens. Look, people are asleep. And that's the only danger here because there are clear signs of hope. The court decision that came out on the 4th of July that Congressman Jordan referenced saying to the Obama administration, you of the officials of your administration have got to stop communicating with the heads of these social media companies to shut down the free speech of Americans. We're not talking about terrorist threats because there's some uh, uh, international spy moving in our midst. It's not what this is talking about. It's American citizens who have the freedom to speak a message with, yeah, which with which their government might vehemently disagree. That's fine. But the government's not the arbiter of truth and is not the arbiter of our speech. But they're becoming that. And then when somebody tries to say, well, who wrote this memo targeting Catholics there in Virginia and God knows how many other cities? They won't tell us. You see the lack of transparency? This is a red flag. Oh, they won't tell us. Nobody knows who wrote the memo. Yeah, well, we have a right to know. Because those people don't belong anywhere near the levers of power in this country. The Biden administration communicated with social media companies to tell them to take down the posts of American citizens who have freedom of speech and to do so furthermore to make sure their political opponent doesn't win an election. This is not America. And again, look, what I'm saying here is you've heard these things before, but we've got to help our families, our fellow citizens, our fellow believers, the people who are sitting next to us in church worshiping every, every Sunday, hopefully every Sunday. We've got to wake them up. Things are, things are really bad right now. There's been a fundamental change that has occurred in the way our government is operating. And this is not a change that gets fixed by, oh, well, we've just got to tweak a few of our, our rules. There was some kind of memo uh, that came out from the FBI not long ago after all these things started coming out. And, and it was trying to say something like, oh, yeah, well, okay, you know, yeah, some of this is a problem. So we're going to review our, our uh, procedures here and, and re 
This is not about revising. What procedure are you going to revise? Oh, that we don't raid the home of a former president? What procedures are we going to revise? How many guns you take to the home of a peace-loving pro-life American and, 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 and greet his family at the door? With drawn guns? It does not a matter of revising procedures. This is a matter of, again, let me go to Psalm 14. They have become corrupt. President Trump said, if I get into office again, I will obliterate the deep state. This is what he's talking about. You don't deal with, this psalm begins by saying the fool has said in his heart there is no God. They are all corrupt. The fool. You know what scripture says about the fool? The fool is someone and you can tell him something a hundred million times and he doesn't change. That's the fool. The wise man, you know the old saying, a word to the wise suffices. Think about what that means. It means you tell the wise man one word. You only have to tell him once that something he's doing is wrong, and he changes. Doesn't become perfect, but, but he, 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 he realizes it and says, yeah, okay, you're right, I'm going to change. He takes the advice. He takes the counsel. He learns. The fool doesn't learn. The fool doesn't reform. The fool doesn't repent. The fool doesn't care. We're being ruled by fools. We're being ruled by corrupt people who absolutely must be removed from power. Not a single vote for a single Democrat, my friends. They are the ones now who are Marxists in America. They have become a threat to the very meaning of our republic. We've got to say it. We've got to mean it. We've got to understand it. And we've got to proclaim it. We've got to get our fellow citizens... Again, don't you know, we're not trying to, to, to convert these people. Uh, understand, we're doing what we're doing on these programs, and so many of my friends and colleagues and, and, and folks I, I admire and listen to, all these other commentators and conservative leaders, we're all trying to do the same thing here, to get our people to understand and appreciate the point at which we have arrived in America. Because just by us understanding it, it's not a matter of arguing with the other side. Get clear what I'm saying. It's not a matter of arguing with these corrupt people and getting them to change. Now, can they change? God's grace is infinite, but God has to deal with them in the way he's going to deal with them through their personal experiences, whatever goes on between them and God, nobody knows. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about getting these corrupt people away from the levers of power because we don't want them having power over you. Can they someday convert and repent and reform? That's a separate question. But we're not going to let them do damage to you, your freedom, and your families while they have not reformed. Get rid of these, not only get them out of those positions of power, but get rid of these, 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 these corrupt institutions like the FBI. Uh, you know... All right, you understand what I'm saying. Let's pray once again because we have got we've got to get out of this mess and we've got to elect people like President Trump who are you know he's the only one right now that can that can that can do this for us and with us. He knows what's going on. 
He has the strength to do it. He's got the determination. And, and one other thought here before we pray. He gets into office again. He's got the benefit of being only having one more term as president. The benefits. Some people say, oh, well, let's get someone in there who can have two terms. He already had his first term. The benefit of going in there as a second-term president is he don't has to, he doesn't have to worry about building up support for another political campaign. And he's already independent. He's not going to listen to special interest groups or big donors that call him up. Hey, I gave you $5 million. Now I want you to listen to me about this public policy. And he's certainly not like the Bidens being bribed by China and these other countries so that they can make policy decisions that benefit those other countries instead of America. That's what's going on also here. We've got to bring an end to this. And President Trump is the one that can do it. One-term president, he's not going to, be, he's not going to hesitate at all to do what has to be done because he's not going to have to answer to anybody for any kind of political favors. That's the kind of person we need at this point in time in American history. As I have said, I respect those who, who, who in the primary have a different uh, candidate that they're supporting. Um, but, 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 but let me tell you, brothers and sisters, we have a lot of great people on our side, a lot of great people that indeed can be and should be presidents in the future. I'm not saying anything against them, although many of you will also have opinions that, that they shouldn't be. Again, we respect everybody's view. But the point is, for this moment in time, for this emergency situation that we're in, this is the man. Well, okay, friends, uh, we know what we need to talk about. We know what we need to do. And right now, let's bring this all again to prayer. Father in heaven, help us, strengthen us, bless us as a nation, protect us from the tyranny that is, it's not just at our doorstep, we are in the midst of it. And help us to expose it, Lord, and to rally together to vote out of office those who are imposing this tyranny upon us. We now pray for this intention for the intentions of all our viewers, in the words that Jesus gave us, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Well, thanks, friends, for joining us. Uh, support our work at ProLifeGift.org and spread the word about our program. Much more to talk about. We'll see you again tomorrow. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.